Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, December 6, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. For those of you into reverse engineering, Malware Didier put together some videos for you that describe the recent Hank Tor Malware that he wrote about. In his video, he gives you a walkthrough through the analysis of this particular Malware. It was sort of interesting because it did actually actively bypass some whitelisting techniques. Now, anybody dealing with credit card numbers probably realized that brute forcing credit card numbers is certainly a possibility. However, apparently it's a lot easier than it was thought to be based on missing rate limiting in some payment systems. The attack was demonstrated using some of the largest e-commerce websites based on the Alexa top 400 list. And apparently some of them do actually allow an unlimited number of attempts to enter the credit card number. Some of them also do not require a CV2 number. So those sites can then be used to brute force the credit card number. And then another set of sites that ask for the CV2 number is then used to guess the CV2 number after the credit card number was found using the first set of sites. Affected sites were notified by these researchers. Now they didn't list explicitly which sites they found to allow an unlimited number of attempts. But of course, it would be pretty easy for someone to figure this out themselves. And of course, the actual payment processor like Visa doesn't have enough information to realize that these requests that are coming in from different websites are actually originating from the same source. And of course, a lot of people wrote about a possibility of large denial of service attacks around Thanksgiving for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, as it's sometimes called the Monday after Thanksgiving, which is sort of a peak online shopping day. Well, it turns out that some large denial of service attacks did indeed happen. Cloudflare has a nice write-up of what they have seen in the last couple weeks, and they saw some hundreds of gigabits worth of attacks pretty sustained over many hours. Now, they state it's not actually coming from the infamous Mirai botnet, but this is some other random botnet that is causing these attacks. Apparently, the traffic is very concentrated on the US West Coast. Luckily, they were able to mitigate these attacks, so that's why you haven't really heard anything about them in the news, which is actually, well, quite typical for security that some of the best security news stories are those you don't hear about. Microsoft released a nice free PowerShell script, Samaritan. It's spelled S-A-M-R-I-10. And this tool allows you to harden your security account manager. Now, the security account manager can be queried remotely. And this is often done for reconnaissance. If an attacker has access, has an account in your network, they can often use the SAM or SAM remote in order to enumerate users and the like on remote systems. And then, for example, start password guessing. Now, with Samaritan, you'll be able to restrict what a user can do remotely to your SAM and you restrict with that the ability to launch these kind of reconnaissance attacks. 
Pretty neat tool, the blog post by Microsoft does have quite a bit of details, what it actually does under the hood. Yes, there's also an undo mode if you do find out that these restrictions are too severe in your environment. Just run the tool again with the right options to undo the changes. Now in the past, we had a lot of attempts to legislate the possession of malware. There is now a new attempt from New York State, a lot that actually just passed. Now it is focusing on software that scalpers are using to purchase tickets. Scalpers are buying tickets to popular shows and then hope to sell them at a profit. Now they have used scripts for a long time, sometimes causing denial of service against a popular ticket sales sites and according to this new law in New York State starting February even the possession of scripts like this will be punishable. Now in this particular case it may actually be possible to get to the individual that did run the script because well those are likely the same individuals that will sell the ticket later so it may be possible to trace them via the ticket sale. Up to this point of course it was questionable whether or not running a script like this was illegal. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.